superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined this Thursday morning by Andrew Erickson and Derek Brown. I said that with a little accent on accident. That was not on purpose. We are talking some week six must starts today. Starts. We're starting as we always do with the running backs. We will dive right in. No preamble at the top. Let's get into these players. Debro, starting with you. Give me your number one must start running back of week six. I'm going to bring this guy up and I, 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 I get it, people. I get it. Keontae Ingram's been named the starter. The depth chart interns have won the week. Oh, it's everybody in their fab bits of the waiver wire. I, I, I'm, I'm going to pull the bro card here. Bro, have you ever watched Keontae Ingram play football? Have we seen this before? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not investing in Keontae Ingram in fantasy. I've I, We've seen a sample size of 38 carries over his career. Zero breakaway runs. 1.8 yards of contact per attempt. So the depth chart can say whatever it wants to. The intern could get, you know, slip the $10 bill by Keontae Ingram. That's fine. I still want to start Amari DiMercato over Keontae Ingram this week. And also bringing up the matchup here, the Rams, 11th highest explosive run rate allowed, 9th most missed tackles. While their secondary has been playing out of its mind, their run defense has been middle of the road at best. We've had a few running backs, the hot name off the waiver wire that then haven't really performed. Are you worried about like, you know, you know, last week they weren't really ready for him and like he's just, he's not gonna be able to handle the big workload or you're just kind of, you know, full steam ahead. I'm just full steam ahead, man. Uh, if there's one guy from that backfield I want, it's Amari. It's Amari. All right, Eric, so give me your first must start running back. Ramondre Stevenson, I'm starting him because he's playing the Las Vegas Raiders. And you guys remember A.J. Dillon, right? Remember how he sucked in every single game that we uh, had played this year? Remember who he played on Monday night? The Raiders. And what did he do? Scored fantasy points. (laughs) So that's what I'm hoping here because Patriots offense has obviously been abysmal. um, But at the same time, the Raiders defense is by far the worst unit they have faced this year. So again, Patriots have hit rock bottom. Nowhere to go but up. The matchup is favorable for Ramondre on the ground. Raiders 10th in terms of rushing yards allowed per game. And the Patriots, look, they need to run the football. Like that's getting back to basics when it comes to offense. And the Raiders are one of these teams where I don't think that they're going to be down 14 points from the get-go. You look at all the games the Patriots have played this year, they've been down 14 points right away. And that basically eliminates the ground game, makes it, okay, now they have to throw the ball a ton. Mac Jones is under pressure. And that just becomes really problematic. So, look, if it was a bad match. I mean, Ramondre's had bad matches basically every single week, and that's also hurt him in terms of his efficiency. But he looked good, honestly, to start the game. And then game script went out of hand. He had two targets on the first drive. So I'm going to be buying back into Ramondre Stevenson. They need to reset things on the offensive side of the ball. Who's the guy that has juice on their team? 
it's Ramondre. That's the only guy, him and Kendrick Bourne. Other than that, they have no juice. So if they want to have any offensive production, I think it's just going back to basics with uh, Ramondre. So Erickson, I, I know that Debra actually disagrees with you, but before I toss it to him, I want to ask you, we actually have a poll up on Spotify this week coming off the Week 6 Trade Candidates show asking what should you do with Ramondre Stevenson right now? So I want to put this poll to you. Are you buying low? Are you selling low if you can? Are you holding him and benching him, or are you dropping him? Erickson, those are the four options. Buy low, sell low if you can, hold him and bench him, or drop him. What are you doing, Erickson? Buying low. You know, again, it's it feels gross. If you're not you're not buying low unless it actually feels gross. Like that's part of the process of buying a player low. And at rock bottom, this is when you do it. Like you didn't want to buy Bengals players, right? When Joe Burrow was hurt and it felt gross. Oh, what happened? Oh, it worked out. So again, I think that it's an easy buy low. Debro, what are you doing with Ramondre? I agree with the buy low because uh, I, I needed to pull up his schedule, and his schedule opens up big time uh, after this week against the Raiders. They get the Bills, who can't stop the run. They get the Dolphins, you can run on them. The Commanders have quietly been a bottom 10 run defense. The Colts, okay, that's scary. But then they get the Giants, Chargers, and Steelers. This run defense schedule opens up big time. So I agree with the buy low, but I don't want to play in this week. Like I, I get the reasons for Erickson. You talked about the juice, man, but... I I just I just made the case about holding hands with you about buying low for him, but I do worry uh, about the if the juice has spoiled, man. Um, in the sense that he's not breaking tackles amongst sixty three qualified running backs, and this is gonna be sad to say because I love Mondre, forty ninth in missed tackles forced per attempt, fifty ninth in yards after contact per attempt. It's it's been about as bad as it can get, man. Well, I guess my so my argument for that is, but we know he's not that player, right? So isn't he naturally going to regress positively back to his average? Because so. we know he's a guy that is so. above average at breaking tackles and forcing uh, yards after contact. So that's the reason I'm. It's like right now he's playing so much below what he's capable that if he regresses to his just average, which I think that we all that have eyes can see that he has that ability. Like this is why he's a buy low. This is why he should give me a reason to believe Erickson. Cause I need well, it. Yeah, I, need actually, it. I was going to kind of ask that. Idea. So like, what is a reason for a player that we know can do has this skill set? Is it just a small sample size where it's just not happening? Is it just that he's faced some tough matchups? Like what is the reason that he, it would just go other than a shelf life in the NFL is short Erickson. Like what's the reason to think that, it's not like he's changing and it's just that we know he can still do it. I mean, I guess for me, it's just like, look, the offensive environment around him has been really, really bad. <laughs> like the offensive yeah, lines on opening up sure. holes. Very bad. That doesn't, and I think also it's do like a confidence thing. It's like, if you know your offense is like not getting holes every time you're, every time you get the ball, you're like, oh, I'm going to get hit. Like, I don't know. Like it's hard to like build confidence that way. And they just have had no ability to establish run again a lot of the ground game is like getting into rhythm. Like how can he get into a rhythm when he gets eight carries in a game? Like what is he supposed to do here? And actually, if interestingly enough, just looking at just last week, I mean, last week is when he had his highest yards after contact per attempt. So it was over two yards. So again, just that first drive, like the first run of the play, the first game or the first play of the game was an eight yard rush by Ramondre right up the middle, broke a tackle, looked good. It's like, okay, can we get something cooking here? But then, pick six like it's it, it just like the the game script just not worked favorably for and for Ramondre so look 
again, he played the Raiders last year. He had a monster game against the Raiders. And had it not been for that really weird play at the end of the game, they would have won. So I, I think you should back Ramondre at least one more week here. It's the matchup. And then if he bombs against the Raiders, okay, then I think yeah. that we have to something else to address. Well, let, let me share the results of the poll here. So the top answer was hold him and bench him. That was 39%. 31% said buy low. 23% said sell low if you can. And just 6% said drop him. Obviously, we're not going to drop him. But nobody's uh, dropping I him. Th- generally an optimistic you know, group of results there on that poll. Debro, let's go to your next must-start running back. Well, it's got to be El Jefe. If Jeff Wilson is active in this game, I, I'd like him. I think he's going to get 10 to 12 touches. And versus the Carolina Panthers run defense, that's enough, man. Panthers allowing the sixth highest explosive run rate, 10th most missed tackles. While I think this is going to be the blow-up game for Jalen Waddell, I'm still willing to invest in Jeff Wilson, especially if you're hurting at running back. He's the guy that you could play in your flex or in a pinch RB2 spot if he's active this week and get good production. Where are you ranking him specifically, Debra? Because in, in expert consensus rankings, in half PPR, he's at 37. That's obviously jumped up a ton in the last week, given you know, everything with HN and everything. But he, he's still down in that high-end RB4 range. You're higher on him than, than Debra? I, would, I, I'm, I have him right now at RB24. I would start, if Jeff Wilson is going to be a full go, and, the, and, and I know there's caveats, but we do not know if he's going to even play right now. So I want to put the good word out there for people. But if we know that he is going to play, we know where this offense does. We know where the ball goes in this offense. It's Tyree Kill. It's Jalen Waddle. It's Raheem Mostert. And it's whatever other running backs back there. That's not Devon Achan. That's Jeff Wilson. I'm, I've got him ranked right now at RB24. And I don't think that's crazy. People might snub their nose at that. But do you want to play Jerome Ford over Jeff Wilson? I don't. Do you want to play Tyre Algier over Jeff Wilson? Same conversation, better offense. I don't. Do you want to play Samaj P. Ryan, Chuba Hubbard, Rashad White, all these other schmoes over Jeff Wilson? I don't. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. This week, I'm very intrigued by the Seahawks taking on a rejuvenated Bengals team in Cincinnati. The Bengals are laying three points, and the total is set at 45 over on DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook. I think this is going to be a great game, and we could be in line for an exciting finish here. However you guys bet that one, get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code FANTASYPROS only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. 
See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Erickson, give me your next must-start running back. Juba Hubbard, the starting running back for the Carolina Panthers. Now, maybe he doesn't start the game, but Miles Sanders is dealing with a shoulder injury. Don't know if he's going to play. But even when he has played, it really hasn't been doing that much. Whereas Chuba Hubbard, behind the same offensive line, has been really, really productive and efficient as a rusher. Sixth best in rushing success rate. Uh, he's a three-down skill set. PFF's seventh highest graded running back. So as bad as si- Sanders has been efficiency-wise, like Hubbard has been really good. And they're running behind the same offensive line. They're getting the same look. So for me... This, the Frank Reich talked about how, wanting to establish the run game a little bit more, and they actually did it a little bit against the Lions at the beginning of the game before things kind of got out of hand. So I think if they're going to watch the tape and be like, dude, like we got to get Hubbard more touches and not Miles Sanders more touches. So if I'm starting a Panthers running back, again, I don't feel great about really either of them, but if I'm going to start one, I'm ranking Hubbard ahead of Miles Sanders this week. I have a couple leagues where my RB2 spot is hurting. I got Hubbard on the bench because I looked at him as like a high-end handcuff. I'm starting him. I'm throwing him in there because at least I know he can catch passes. So if they're chasing points against the Dolphins, I expect this game to be high scoring, even if it's garbage time production for the Panthers. And if it's garbage time, I don't think they're going to put Sanders out there with a shoulder injury. It's going to be Hubbard. So whether it's dump off passes, explosive runs, I'm going with Chuba Hubbard as my Panthers running back to start this week. Debra, are you also starting Hubbard over Sanders this week? Easy. I think that's, that's an easy decision. Hubbard's looked... And I'm not saying Hubbard's looked amazing, but 3.4 yards of the contact per attempt. He's forced 10 missed tackles on only 35 runs. I, I'm I'm handholding with Erickson here. I think that he is clearly the better back for Carolina. Debro, give me your next must-start guy. It's going to be James Cook. Uh, if you're worried about James Cook at this point, I don't know what to tell you. You need to be starting him. I, I this is the bounce back game. This is the game. And people might be like, well, really, you're going to take James Cook. He's probably going to be like a top 20 ranked running back. People are worried about James Cook. I've got questions to the discord about James Cook. Like, should I worry? Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, the Bills love to pass the ball. They're going to establish the run this week with James Cook, and he's going to have himself a day. The Giants cannot stop anybody on the ground. Second worst explosive run rate allowed. They have also aligned the second highest yards per carry at 5.4 to gap runs, which comprises 72% of Cook's rushing volume. James Cook, baby, RB1 week. Yeah, uh, d I don't know if you're going to update your rankings, uh, you know, between now and when games kick off, but we have Erickson as Cook at 16, Fitz as him at 17, Joey oh, B as him at high. 17. You got him at RB7 this week, so that is yep. definitely aggressive. Yep. Damn right, man. RB7. He's going to have an RB1 game. Consensus needs to catch up with me, and I'm still going to be above it. Erickson, give me your last must-start running back. Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants. Uh, I think he's call. worth waiting for um, because he's playing the Bills, and the Bills have been atrocious against running backs, allowing the league's highest yards per carry. The Giants have no choice but like <laughs> to like feature Saquon Barkley on their offense because they can't do anything on offensive unless he plays. It, it's that bad for this Giants offense. So I get you're going to be hesitant about starting a guy coming off a high ankle sprain. Look, this is a high risk, high reward type of play um, because there's no guarantee he's explosive. He's had ankle injuries before, so there's risk involved. But it, the matchup itself is just too good to pass up on. So I would try to wait for Barkley. I think that he has a ton of upside. 
And of course, there's obviously risk with the injury, but I think that's worth rolling the dice on Saquon Barkley and waiting for him, especially if a lot of these RB2 options, like I'm going to play him over the Rashad Whites, these guys, Damian Pierce is like these guys that just have horrible matchups where they're just floor plays. Barkley is the ceiling play this week that I think is worth rolling the dice on. Debra, just quickly, he, I was going to say he's such a big name. I want to get your opinion here too quickly, Debra. Yeah, I love that call. Uh, I think that, and the other part about this, if you're reading the primer right now, the Giants are the walking wounded, man. Like maybe Daniel Jones doesn't play. Maybe he plays. Wondell Robinson's also hurt. Darren Waller's also hurt. They need to feed Saquon Barkley. And I will take even a 70% of what Saquon Barkley usually is. I will take 70% of Saquon against this run defense. Let's go to the who do I start tool. This is free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. Anybody listening can head there and put in your own starter sit questions. You can do up to four players at a time, which is nice. You can even pick and choose which experts your decision draws from. So you have, if you have a couple of favorite guys that you really trust their opinions more than others, maybe it's Zebra and Erickson, maybe it's not. You can definitely pick and choose who you're using there. So again, that's free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. Debro, Amari Demarcado, or if healthy and playing, Roshan Johnson. Ooh, I'll go Roshan just based off the volume. That is 50-50 in the tool, but part of that is baking in the uncertainty with the concussion mm-hmm. and him coming back from that. Uh, just to give you another one in case Roshan doesn't play, Demarcado or Damian Pierce. I'll take Demarcado. And and, and I, I get the depth chart say I'm lying, but I will take Amari Demarcado. Um, give me an interesting name. I, I didn't because he's ranked kind of lower. I didn't want to do a one v one. So just give me an interesting name that you are starting Jeff Wilson over this week. Jerome Ford. Uh, and, and I don't think it's particularly close. Tower out here. Uh, I I want to toss this to Erickson. Would you play Jeff Wilson or Chuba Hubbard this week? Assuming Jeff Wilson is a full go. I'm going to hedge and say <laughs> in half PPR, I'd start Jeff Wilson in full PPR. Yes! I'd start Hubbard. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you got him to cover out. Uh, Debra, I put this together before I realized James Cook was your seventh running back this week, but I will ask you still, are you starting James Cook or Derek Henry this week? James Cook. I'm going James Cook. That is, yep. uh, you're definitely aggressive, although I would probably agree with you on that one at least. Baltimore uh, yeah. truck sticks them. You're going to see so much Tajay Spears getting 60% of the snaps. Everybody that started Derrick Henry is going to hate a little bit of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erickson, let's run through a few for you as well. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson or Brian Robinson this week? Uh, I'm going to still stick with Brian Robinson. He's just been, he's shown more this year. Yeah. How about Shuba yeah, Hubbard agreed. or Deonta Foreman? You know, if Roshan doesn't play, he's going to be the lead guy in that backfield. If so, Roshan is is already ruled out in this in this scenario. Who's the other running back? You said Deontay Foreman or who? Uh, Chuba Hubbard or Deontay Foreman? And and I'm saying as of right now, we don't know. So if 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 Roshan being ruled out changes your answer, then you can say that. Well, let's go ahead and give you the caveat too that Miles Sanders is ruled out. So the straight up Chuba versus Foreman. Yeah, well, it, I mean, yeah, that's actually a good point. Let's say both running backs are the starting running backs this week: Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard or Deontay. Foreman. Well, then it's Hubbard easily. But I, I think Miles Sanders is still going to play. Like. I, you I think so? Yeah, he has a shoulder injury. He's going to tape him up. I, I think he sits. Yeah. Well, I think he's okay, well, if he sits, then it's easily, obviously, Chuba Hubbard. If Chuba Hubbard, or if Miles Sanders yep. plays and Deontay Foreman starts and Roshan is totally out, because yeah, Roshan's if, a concussion yeah. protocol. So that I yeah. think it's actually yeah. more likely he doesn't play versus Sanders. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, 
I would play Foreman. Like Foreman okay. has been an RB one before. Like when they when he when he gets volume, he eats. Like like and they they signed yeah. him for a reason. They figured he would have some type of role in this offense, and he hasn't been doing anything. I mean, he's fresh. Like he has like zero wear and tear on his body this year because he hasn't played at all. So it would not surprise me. One of the great things about being a, a healthy scratch every well, single week. What is my special team? So <laughs> you know, so I, I think Foreman, who originally signed with the Bears because he thought he was going to have a role, um, I think that he could get like twenty carries in this game against the Vikings. I know the Vikings' run defense has been up and down, um, but I think with the Fields back there as a quarterback opening up lanes, uh, I think Foreman could. I think Foreman has the higher ceiling. Let's get to the must-start wide receivers here. Debra, starting with you. First guy I got to talk about here, Jordan Addison. And this is not being prison of the moment. This matchup is fantastic. We all know that the Chicago Bears secondary has struggled. But I want to highlight something specifically here. That the Bears run the fourth highest rate of zone coverage in the NFL. Jordan Addison, amongst 71 qualifying wide receivers, has been fantastic versus zone coverage. He is 22nd in yards per route run against zone, 15th in fantasy points per route run. So we're looking at a top 24 wide receiver against zone coverage. I will have Jordan Addison ranked aggressively this week. Yeah, the being limited at practice on Wednesday with the ankle is like a little bit of you know throwing water on that but like i mean o'connell sounded like there was no hesitation like like he he's gonna play this yeah it's it's like enough to be like i I think it's a good point to bring up yeah it's enough for me to be like oh man should i be that excited but like yes very excited in in general about addison you know with with jefferson out and then like like you said in this matchup uh how aggressive are you being on addison this week erickson so i have him in the wide receiver two range so the thing i just want to be like Again, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but, you know, part of, you know, Derek just listed off his efficiency metrics. That's going to go down without Justin Jefferson on the field. Like, there's a reason why Addison's been so efficient is because he's never seen, like, they're not rolling coverage towards him. Everything that he's seeing is all single high coverage. Like, so, yes, Addison should get more targets. But they're playing zone. They're not going to bracket him in zone, Erickson. Well, no, I'm just saying overall efficiency. Like, do you think the Vikings offense is going to be more efficient or less efficient without Jefferson? Less. Like, I think that that's pretty safe well, to yeah, say. Well, yeah, overall, it's going to yeah. be less. So, yes, Jabbar Jefferson is going, or Addison will get more targets, and I think that increases his floor. I don't necessarily think, like, oh, now he has, like, this, like, top 12, like, ceiling necessarily. Again, the matchup's really good. Um, I think that he's still a wide receiver, too. And, yeah, I'm going to start him against the Bears. But who, who do you who do you have ranked right now? Because I'm looking at my ranks right now, and I just bumped him up ahead of this guy. Who would you take, Jordan Addison or DK Metcalf this week? Metcalf. I don't, I, okay. I don't I'll need to be the first one at, you know, the Jordan Addison store to like, oh, like he's locked and loaded. He's going to be wide receiver one no matter what. Like mm-hmm. Metcalf's wide receiver one every single week, basically. Like I don't need to, I don't feel the need to jump the gun. Like if you have Addison, you should start him. I, I think it's that simple. Like, yeah. like you laid out. Yeah, agreed. But if you've got studs everywhere else, like you don't necessarily need to jam them in necessarily. So that's the way I look at it. Hey, Erickson, let's stick with you for your first must start receiver. Going with Drake London. Um, look, he's had six plus targets in four straight games. Um, he's gone over his receiving yards prop in a lot of his games. So he's consistently meeting and exceeding expectations, which is good and great matchup. Commanders allowing the second most receiving yards, two wide receivers this season, hundred yards to a single wide receiver in their last four games. Look, Desmond Ritter is really inconsistent, but where does he play his best at home? He always plays better at home. He's played better at home in college. He's never lost a game at home in college or the professional level. So 
I, I think that you can have more confidence playing some of his receivers when they are playing in Atlanta, especially in good matchups like the Commanders, who are just a mess right now in, in their secondary like they were last year. So I think London is someone – I think every week you're kind of like, what do I do with Drake London, unfortunately? Um, but I think this is a spot where you can keep him in your lineup. I think people are still holding on to what happened in week one. If you look at every single game after week one for Drake London – the ceiling has not been there, but the floor, a high floor, absolutely has. Yeah, I mean, just look at the targets. One in week one, and then eight, six, seven, nine. So it's not yeah. you know blowing the doors off opponents, but you're right, Debra. I, I think that week one is And is he's getting a lot coloring. of red zone work. He leads that team in red zone targets, so that needs to be yeah. mentioned here as well. Debra, let's go to your next wide receiver that you're starting. Uh, I want to fire up Christian Kirk. We've seen what this matchup looks like, and I know Kirk did not take advantage of it uh, in week one, but I think he will take advantage of it in week six. You look at Kirk, you have 22% target share, 1.9 yards per route run. Trevor Lawrence is playing extremely good football outside of, has that crossed over to fantasy every single week? No. Is every other metric telling me, screaming to me that Trevor Lawrence is in fact playing good football? Yes. So I want to fire at Christian Kirk. I'm going to have him ranked right now. I've got him at wide receiver 20. And this all comes down to as well that that, that defense, the Colts are a pass funnel. So I'm going to bump down Travis Etienne and I'm going to ride with Christian Kirk. And we're going to talk about this passing game, man. Say goodbye to your own start sit dilemmas with Fantasy Pro Start Sit Assistant within seconds. You'll know exactly who to play for optimal results each and every week, leveraging insights from numerous experts. The Start Sit Assistant aligns your lineup decisions with the top minds in fantasy football, giving you a competitive edge. Maximize your lineup's potential with just a few clicks. Head to fantasypros.com slash my playbook and make winning decisions in no time. Erickson, hit me with your next must start receiver. Nico Collins, Nico Collins, baby, even numbered weeks, Nico Collins goes off. So, uh, I love his, Oh, matchup we're not here. doing that correlation. <laughs> are we, is there, are we, the, <laughs> I was like, is I mean, that a it thing? Is, it is true, but, um, <laughs> look, tank Dell's not gonna play in this game. Uh, look, he had got a concussion when guys get concussions on Sunday, they don't play the next Sunday. The only exception is if they get a concussion on a Thursday and they play on Sunday the next week. So, Tank Dell's not going to play. We've already seen reports saying that he's probably not going to play. So that should open up more targets for Nico Collins, who's been the number one receiver for the Texans this year. The Saints defense. What do they do more than most defenses? Run man coverage. Who has a perfect rating when targeted against man coverage this year? My guy, Nico Collins. So yes, Marshawn Lattimore is a good cornerback, but you know who gets paid to? Nico Collins. I think that this is going to be another big game for the Texans number one wide receiver. And as I'll get into a little bit later, really like this Texans offense in this spot. And I think Nico Collins is going to be bouncing back. Look, he's been really volatile. It's like tough to project when he's going to have these big games. So you just got to keep him in your lineup. But after a bad game last week, I think he bounces back here as the number one target uh, with no tank Dell. We also need to talk about cornerback matchups just for a second there. Cause I know anybody watching this and listening to this is going to say, well, what about Lattimore shadowing Nico Collins? Lattimore has not shadowed this year outside of Mike Evans. That is the only week that has happened. So just to bring that up for extra context here for Erickson's points, he's going to see a very talented secondary, but he is not going to see a shadow from Marshawn Lattimore. Erickson, where do you have Nico rest of season? I think he's in my top 24. I don't know if I updated it all the way with um, with the injury to Tank Dell. Like, it's it's tough because, like, 
they're going to go back and forth all the year long, I think, because I think both of them are really good. Um, and it's just like, what's the matchup that week? Like, oh, it's a Nico week. Oh, it's Tank Dell week. Kind of like maybe like this is the new version of the mm. Metcalf uh, Tyler Lockett thing where it's yeah. like one week it's this it guy, one week it's that guy. I mean, I could see it. We could be talking about this for years to come between Nico Collins, CJ Stroud and and uh, Tank Dell. Um, yeah, I have him at wide receiver 25. So right in that I've got him wide, at 23. Rec- wide receiver two range. And it's just like after down games, you want to push him down. And then after big games, you want to push him up. But like the whole body of work this year i mean nico collins is putting up top 10 wide receiver numbers like in terms of yards yards at the catch efficiencies off the charts like he's breaking out so i think that right now he's a good buy low after off a bad game and people see the saints it's like oh the saints but as i'll get into it's like you know maybe not such a bad matchup after all for cj stroud and company quick question erickson who are you taking rest of season nico or jordan addison because i have them right back to back in uh rest of season ranks i'll take jordan addison okay I, and I'm actually on the Nico side, so. so I th- but I think it's a it's a good conversation. Debro, your next must start receiver is a guy that you are significantly higher on than consensus. Yeah, baby, it's Josh Downs' week. It's all Josh Downs' week. He's a wide receiver three. He's going to crush this week. Eighteen percent target share, one point eight six yards per route run. He is uh, second on the team in red zone targets, and we just need to talk about this. Trey Herndon in the slot for Jacksonville has not been playing good football. 84% catch rate, 147 passer rating in his coverage. The Jacksonville Jaguars have bled out the sixth highest passer rating to slot wide receivers. I, I'm all, We're going to talk about another cult here in a little bit, but we're going to stack this up, baby. I love Josh Downs this week. Erickson, where are you at on Downs? Because I know Debra's higher than the you know the rest of the Fantasy Bros guys and you know most people in ECR. Are you optimistic also, even though you're not ranking him as high? Yeah, I, I think that he's in a, a good spot here. Um, you know, he's in one of these again, he's one of these receivers where you're always trying to jam in certain players that have upside inside your top fifty to kind of be like, hey, like here's a guy that if you start, like I think I think he could do something for your team. Like those are the guys I always try to include in my top 50. So I could finagle my rankings a little bit to move Josh Downs up. Cause I, I definitely see the appeal with him against Jacksonville, a very concentrated target share between Michael Pittman and Josh Downs in the Colts passing attack. Um, even though the Colts, like they're not as pass happy with Gardner Minshew versus Anthony Richardson. Still, I think that the game script usually plays into their favor uh, against Jacksonville. So, so I'll push back against that a little bit. Um, when I looked at the, the passing rates for the primer, the, the one game we have of Gardner Minshew under center, they actually ran faster as an offense and they threw the ball more and they threw the ball more in the red zone. This has been an offense that has been heavily, heavily leaning to the run in the red zone. They passed the ball at the 13th highest rate in the red zone with Minshew under center, but they also didn't have Jonathan Taylor in that game though. So that, that's, the only, that's fair. That's well, a, Jonathan Taylor's still not going to be a full go this week. So right, but the their run game has been snaps? pretty good. I don't think that they would. They're going to try to get away from it necessarily. And it's a pass funnel. Just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Erickson, give me your last must start wide receiver. Uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, Mike Evans is banged up. Opened this week with the DNP because of the hamstring injury after a bye week. That is a not a good sign. What happened last time we saw this team play? Mike Evans was hurt. Chris Godwin blew up because he's a wide receiver one in fantasy. Tried telling people during draft season, nobody would have it. Oh, what do you know? Once Mike Evans gets hurt, Chris Godwin is in as a wide receiver one. And the Lions, how do you tack them through the slot? Seventh most fantasy points allowed to slot wide receivers this season. Chris Godwin in Godwin. We trust. 
Very nice. Debro, Very let's well go jump into some one-on-one. Who do I start here? Jordan Addison or another rookie, Zay Flowers? <sighs> it's 50-50 go in the tool, so it's a hard one. <laughs> I'm going to go Zay Flowers, but I have them both ranked as top 20 wide receivers. I've got Zay at 14, Addison at 18. I'm going to go Zay. Like them both. Uh, who would you take there, Erickson, Addison, or Flowers this week? Just take Zay. Just more of a sample size of yep. him being the number one there. And Addison, it's just like... He's the dude. Again, yeah. there's a lot of projecting going on. It's like, Jefferson, like, you take a piece like Jefferson out, like, the offense can change in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So it's not just be like, all right, mm-hmm. we'll give all the targets to Addison. Like, we'd like that, obviously. But there's more ambiguity, whereas Zay Flowers, like, he's playing the Titans pass funnel. He's been the number one all year. So just more confident about Agreed. what that's going to yeah. happen with him. Uh, Debro, Christian Kirk or Adam Thielen? I want to go Kirk here. I've got them close in ranks, wide receiver 20 and 22, but I'm going to go Kirk. Uh, Josh Downs or KJ Osborne? Oh, that's not even close for me. Uh, Downs. All in on Downs. Downs easy. Uh, give, yep. me, give me one more interesting name you're starting Downs over. Gabe Davis. I would start, and, and this is not to, you know, trying to quell the, the hot streak of Gabe Davis, but I, I will take the volume of Josh Downs in the matchup. Okay. Uh, Erickson, couple for you here. Drake London or Jacoby Myers? Ooh, I got to go, Jacob. Jacoby's been so productive in the That's games a good that he's one, played. Man. He's also playing the Patriots, oh. so <laughs> I can only imagine. Revenge. I mean, I don't know. Like the Devontae Adams <laughs> yeah. revenge game didn't work out, so <laughs> yeah. I, I would still like with Jacoby. Jacoby's just been lights out, and every game he's played, he's been healthy in. So I want to see it this week. I want to see Jacoby score a touchdown and then just wave over at the hoodie. Be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Erickson, my favorite bit is to put two of your names together. Nico Collins or Chris Godwin this week. <laughs> oh, I got to play Godwin. Got to play yeah. Godwin. Okay. Uh, who, who would you have there? D bro. Nico Collins or Chris Godwin? Um, Oh, that's a good one. I think I'm going to go Nico on this one. All right. I think I would go Nico too, but I, I, that's super close. Uh, yeah. We will do the quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses here. So, Debra, start with you. Give me your QB, TE, and DST. Gardner Minshew is going to be my start of the week at quarterback. And while that might sound crazy, again, Jacksonville is a pass funnel, allowing the fifth most passing yards and ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I talked about it a second ago, but... Indy has been first in neutral pace. That is not going to surprise anybody. But in week three with our with Gardner Mitchell starting, they ran even faster at neutral pace and they threw the ball more. So I want Minshew in my lineups. Um, that's going to be a lot of super flex leagues. Probably not going to get there in one QB leagues, but I think that he could be a top 12 quarterback this week. Uh, the tight end guy I got to talk about here is Tyler Conklin. And it really goes all towards the matchup. And people are hurting a tight end. So really, we need to look at these matchups. And you're looking at the Eagles, 13th most receiving yards, 8th most fantasy points allowed, two tight ends. And the defense, I'm going to roster this week. And I don't understand why they've been out there, why they continue to be out there in so many different leagues. But if they are out there, you can confidently start the Atlanta Falcons defense. Going against Washington, Atlanta has the fourth highest pressure rate. Sam Howell has been sacked the most of any quarterback by a large, large margin. He's also top five in QB hits. So while you're not getting fantasy points for the QB hits, if those happen, sacks are coming too. Before we move on with the show, let's take a second to talk about Air MedCare Network. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show. And there's one thing that all the teams, coaches, and players have in common— 
Preparation. Planning is key in everyday life, too, and a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you would pay nothing. You can become a member of Air MedCare Network for just $99 per year. And right now, our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS with no spaces. Make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash FANTASYPROS. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Right now, I want to take some time to celebrate our everyday champions, our cars. Thanks to eBay Motors, we're keeping our rides running as smoothly as our fantasy teams. Our cars are more than just vehicles. They're partners in our daily hustle. They're there for the early morning commutes, the weekend getaways, and every crucial errand in between. Remember those times your car was the MVP, getting you to that important meeting or helping you make a last-minute pickup? Just like the right player in fantasy football, the right car makes all the difference in our daily game of life. The dependability a car provides is one of the cornerstones of our daily lives, which is why it's so important to maintain our vehicles the way we maintain our fantasy teams. Just like a well-managed fantasy team, maintaining your car requires strategy and foresight. It's all about knowing when to make those crucial upgrades or timely repairs. Ever experienced the triumph of a DIY fix on your car? That perfect moment when everything comes together and your vehicle runs as smoothly as planned? That's what eBay Motors brings to the table, ensuring each part you choose is not just a temporary solution, but a perfect fit for your car's needs. Speaking of perfect fits, whether it's choosing the right fantasy player or finding the ideal part for your car, the right fit can make your day. There's a unique satisfaction when everything falls into place, be it a winning fantasy lineup or a car part that enhances your ride. That's why eBay Motors is dedicated to making sure you get that perfect fit every time. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Debra, I've got a quarterback question here for you in the Who Do I Start? Gardner Minshew or CJ Stroud this week? Oh, oh, I gotta go CJ Stroud, but I don't. I oh, 
I think Minshew can outscore him this week. I, I don't want to. I don't want to hate on hate on Erickson here, but I think Minshew could outscore him. Yes, you I ref- love Stroud too. You, you alluded to I it. I hate but- you for put, for putting me in that <laughs> in that pickle worm. Uh, that's I really my, hate that's that. That's my job. Uh, mm. You alluded to it, but Erickson obviously uh, his ears perked up there because his must start quarterback is CJ Stroud. See, I feel good about saying CJ Stroud to start this week because I said he was a sit last week, and I was right. But I'm going right back to CJ Stroud right. as a start this week because I think that the matchup against the Saints is one that he can just he can dice them up. So Saints right now rank 24th in pressure rate, and the Texas offensive line is getting healthy at the right time. I think that's just flying under the radar. Last week, Larry Tunsil, Titus Howard, Shaq Mason all played. All were back in the lineup. You know who faced the lowest pressure rate of any quarterback last week? It was CJ Stroud. Like the dude was not pressured at all, and he has been an assassin from a clean pocket this year. Fifth best passer rating from a clean pocket, third in yards per attempt, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Shredsville is coming for C.J. Stroud against the New Orleans Saints. Again, we'll talk about Nico Collins. I don't even care that Tank Dell's not playing. Like, C.J. Stroud's been getting it done under pressure. <laughs> and now he's going to actually have a clean pocket to dice up. a. It's a good secondary, no lie, but I think C.J. Stroud is just that good. So last week, didn't like him against the Falcons. They have a good defense. I think the Saints are overrated. And I think that CJ Stroud is going to have a top 12 fantasy type of outing this week. So I was uh, earlier in the week, I thought about actually benching Stroud and like dropping him because he has on bye week next week. I was like, ah, oh, he's playing the Saints. I don't really like it. But then I like dove more into the matchup. I was like, no way. Like this is a spot where he's going to put up numbers again because um, he's not going to be under pressure. So I'm going to test your love Stroud. here, Erickson. I'm going to test your love. Brock Purdy or CJ Stroud? Um, I have them back to back. I just think that the I probably just start Stroud. I think he has more upside because I think that oh, D- okay. bro, that that was okay. my question for him. I had oh, really? I, that was. My, <laughs> <laughs> uh, take, I mean, I think the 49ers Browns game just like especially because there's actually some weather popping up in that. I think uh, that game has like a chance to just be gross. Like oh, weather in Cleveland. <laughs> who who knew? Um, but Cleveland does still have a good defense, so I think it's just. That's going to probably be a grosser game. Whereas, I mean, Worm, look, CJ Stroud in a dome. Come on. Come on. Worm, you didn't get the memo. You didn't get the posted. I am the host now, sir. Yes. Yes. You're, you are uh, <laughs> you're the captain of this ship. Uh, Eric, so give me your tight end in defense here. Yep. Rapid fire here. Uh, Logan Thomas, my tight end start of the week. Look, super involved in the passing game. 11, high, 11 targets last week. Team high, nine catch, 77 yards and a touchdown in week five. Stays super involved in this commander's offense and the Falcons. That's the one part of their defense that can be exposed. They're bad against slot receivers. They're bad against tight ends. So continue to play tight ends against them. Atlanta's allowing the second most fantasy points to tight ends this season. And then at DST, Dolphins, um, look, they had, I don't even know how many sacks they had last week against the Giants. It was a lot, though. Um, and this week they get Bryce Young. Uh, who has the third highest turnover-worthy play rate this year. Um, Can't see over the offensive line. We'll see if Bryce Young can make it as an NFL quarterback. But until then, you got to play defenses against him. Um, He's going to be throwing some interceptions, being under pressure. So I like the Dolphins at home as heavy home favorites. Giving you a chance to be bold here, Erickson, to wrap us up. Logan Thomas or George Kittle this week? Logan Thomas, because uh, George Kittle is going to regress because they're going to keep him to block more. And it'd be like, what happened to all of his points? Like, guys, this literally happens all the time with George Kittle. He has this game where he scores like 50 points, and then he does nothing the next week. So if you want a floor, it's Logan Thomas for me. I get that it's so hard to bench a guy after score three touchdowns, but he had four targets. Four targets last week. Can, can we also talk about the fact that Logan uh, or that Erickson hopped in 
to slack what was it like monday yeah. night tuesday night and he was like hey uh the later week show logan thomas he, he already got his it claim already calling him i was like logan oh, thomas it worked last geez, week with Brees hall man. and i was right yes. so yeah yes. you were it again i love it it's, gonna, it's like, gonna be a oh. weekly race it's gonna be 1 30 on sunday afternoon and eric's gonna be like, <laughs> my guy smash play for the following week gotta get ahead of it we're gonna start going multiple weeks ahead of time that's how crazy it's gonna be week 10 week 10 starters sits we are diving into our must sit players here as we head into week six of the 2023 nfl fantasy football season we will start off at the running back position like we always do and erickson i will start with you give me your first must sit running back here in week six zach moss i don't want to play zach moss this week i think that Debro was spot on with the process last week about benching Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, but Zach Moss <sighs> ran harder than the sun <laughs> against the number one run defense. He was untouchable. He was Adrian Peterson against the Titans. So I just, I was going to bet on that not happening again. You know, Jonathan Taylor is expected to be more involved this week than he was last week. And the Jaguars defense is a really strong run defense. Top five and fewest rushing yards per game allowed eighth and expected points added in run defense. So I know people are going to try to put Moss in their lineups because like, oh, he was really good last week. Good match. It was a bad matchup last week, but he still delivered. It's like that should not have happened. Like the process was correct last week in benching Zach Moss. Don't fall for the trap chasing last week's points with Moss. I, I want to sit him this week. And I honestly don't understand why he's like RB24 in the ECR. Like, I think that's way wow. too high. Ha- have we seen enough? I-, I am allowing, not allowing, I'm with you on this week. But have we seen enough to say that we do think he might have standalone value moving forward this season? I mean, he's just been so productive. Or do you think once Jonathan Taylor has his sea legs under him again, it's a true handcuff situation? I think it's a handcuff situation. I think it's just annoying mm-hmm. that he's going to be involved. Like, the whole, like, standalone value thing with running backs is, it's it's really overblown, to be totally honest. Like, what what second running back has standalone value right now? Like, they, we we make we make d- debates every once in a while. There's a running back that pops up as a number two here and there, but like there are no running backs you want to start with standalone value as the that aren't the featured guy on their team. Like you're Tyler starting Algier, out of maybe yeah, it, it's like in certain matchups, like okay, but like you're not starting Tyler Algier every single week, being like, yeah, feel absolutely yeah. great about it. Yeah. So, yep. um, I mean, Jameer Gibbs is like the closest guy to that, and even he's not someone that's consistent. So, um, yeah, for me, it's. Yeah, Moss, I don't think he's going to be a standalone value player. I think he's just going to be annoying um, when it comes to JT's upside and ceiling. Yeah, quickly, Debra, before we move to your player, Erickson mentioned that he thinks Moss's ECR is way too high. Where do you have Moss ranked, Debra? I was just looking at that. I was going to ask Erickson what he has him at. I've got him at RB32. I think the RB3 range is about right, considering probably 10 to 12 touches, but... Uh, if, if Miles Sanders doesn't get ruled out, I'll bump him over him. Um, I, I guess two-parter here, Erickson. Where do you have Moss at, and do you have JT over Moss, or is it flipped? I have JT over Moss, and I have Zach okay. Moss as like Same. RB41. Like, I don't, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to play him. Like, there are, I don't disagree There are plenty of other like, running backs I'd much rather play. Again, Jacksonville I, is a pass funnel. I, I we just, need to let people know that. Like, they are a pass funnel. I, I just think you're chasing last week's points. Like, yep. again, yeah, if he doesn't absolutely. have that one massive run, where he just kind of split the defense and the, blo- the the blocking was like absolutely perfect. Like, what if that had been Jonathan Taylor on that exact play? Like, we wouldn't even be considering Zach Moss inside oh. the top twenty four. So I think that it's being way he's being way too hyped up, and I think it's more like a fifty fifty split this week as opposed to last week when it was like eighty mm-hmm. twenty. Um, and I think that means JT's the guy I would rather play. 
Yep. Debra, who's your first running back here that you're sitting this week? Well, I know Erickson's not going to like this one. And a lot of people, I got a lot of, I'm not going to say hate, but a lot of pushback whenever last week and I wrote the primer up and I'm like, hey, uh, Brian Robinson's an RB2, RB3. And I'm going to get the same pushback about Alexander Madison. But we need to understand the Bears run defense is better than people give it credit for. I'm not telling you that the pass defense is great. It's not. But the run defense does need some respect put on its name. And Alexander Madison coming off a season low of 51% of snaps. I don't know if that bounces back. We don't know. We shall see. But looking at the Bears run defense, 10th lowest explosive run rate allowed, 6th highest stuff rate. This team is allowing the 10th lowest yards per carry to zone runs, which account for 62.5% of Madison's rushing work. So Madison... I, I, I do not want to put him in a lineup. I don't know that Cam Akers isn't going to outcarry him this week. I don't think he's going to be productive on the work that he gets. So you can count me out on Alexander Madison. Erickson, I feel like uh, between the Tuesday show and the Thursday show, I can't remember the last week you and I didn't have at least some conversation on Alexander Madison. It seems like we were just always having to discuss him every single week. You're above consensus on him this week by a few spots. So why are you viewing him as, as more of a start than a sit? I mean, I just... I mean, the Bears' defense was good against the run last week because the Commanders didn't run the ball. <laughs> they rushed the ball six times, and then they didn't. They dropped back to three like fifty times in a row. So of course, Brian Robinson wasn't going to do anything last week because they never decided to run the football. So I, I mean, McLaughlin was fine, seventy-two rushing yards. Edwards Alaire at fifty-five rushing yards. Like Pacheco, sixty-two. Like Rashad White. Rashad White had a career game against the Bears. 73 rushing yards and a touchdown. Well, that's a low mark. Rashad White's not. Okay, but I'm saying, like, Madison's not going to be an RB2 this week against the Bears. Like, their defense is still horrible. They're going to be put in position where they can score touchdowns. Like, Madison can't find the end zone. Like, he's still the goal line back. Saying he's an RB2 really would. Like, how many wide receivers would you want to start over him? I don't think people are starting receiver. I'm talking about your RB2 slot where everyone is, like, needs bodies and players to play. it's like, a wasteland. Are you going to play any of these? I mean, is the Madison matchup worse than what Brees Hall has or what um, Damian Pierce has or what Rashad White has? Like, those are the other RB2s that have horrible matchups. When I look at Madison, I'm like, I don't think his matchup is horrible. Like, yes, you pointed out the Bears run defense. Maybe they're they're not the bottom of the worst of the league. Okay. But it's still a more favorable matchup than Eagles, Lions, and uh, Saints. Like, can you agree with me on that at least? So, like, that's why I have them. I have yeah, ranked over those guys. I agree and with that. That kind of puts him in the top twenty range. I'll give you an interesting conundrum here. Um, considering the offense, considering we've seen out of the backfield, if Jeff Wilson is active, would you rather play Jeff Wilson or Madison? I think that Jeff Wilson, you're versus Carolina you're wish casting. Like, like, am I? How many? How many? How many like, touches is he going to get? Is he going to get ten carries? I, I feel pretty confident. He might out carry Alexander Madison this week. Okay, if you, so if you had to bet <laughs> on it right know. now, you would bet Jeff Wilson would have more carries than Alexander Madison this week. Yeah, at even odds, um, you would bet on on Jeff Wilson. Uh, no, not, okay, no. okay, there do, you go. Will, will he be more productive <laughs> do, on do those you guys carries? Is a question. Establish another wager on this show. I need to get my oh, money yeah. back because yeah, Zach Ertz can bail out the touchdown. If Jeff Wilson's active, Jeff Wilson fantasy points more than Alexander Madison half PPR. I'll do it. See, no, because Jeff Wilson's going to score a touchdown, and that's why he's going <laughs> to No, what? I want You don't want to bet on your boy? I want carries. You want I want usage. Boy? Oh, no, 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 no. Erickson is crushing in his points per oh. carry league. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> T bro. Uh, the the other the other thing I will say on Madison here quickly is um you know kind of like one of the reasons obviously Brian Robinson didn't do much in this matchup is because of the game script. I know you're a Justin Fields guy. If we think that this offense has kind of figured some things out, there's a chance that it could be another negative game script for the Vikings and therefore for the running game again too. So that is another thing to keep in mind. We got to move on though. So let's go to Erickson's next must sit running back here. So I'm looking at uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, don't care if he plays. Don't care if he's active. He So the injury he's on now is a shoulder injury, which is different than the groin mm-hmm. injury. So that's something you really want to point out, that last week he was healthy. Like, he was not on the injury report. So he was good to go. Even if he looked, like, not great, he was supposedly healthy. Now he's a shoulder injury. Um, and, look, he's just been horrible this year. 43rd in rushing success rate among 44 qualifying running backs. He Ooh. has the shoulder injury. He's PFF's 57th grade running back. I'm on 58 qualifying running backs. <laughs> like, and he's been outsnapped by Chuba Hubbard the last two weeks. Like, Miles Sanders is really trending in the wrong direction. And even if he plays, and we've seen Miami, you know, give up some big games to running backs. But for the most part, they're starting to kind of turn a corner and look more like the team they were last year against the run when they're actually pretty decent. So I, if I'm going to start a Panthers running back this week, his name is not Miles Sanders. Like, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. There's like nobody that I liked in draft season more that I like less now than Miles <laughs> Sanders. It's just the offense is ugly. He's begged up. He hasn't been very good. Um, I think it's very easy to, to sit him. If you, I guys was trying need, to follow that logic. How you crafted that sentence, Worm? I was like, I, I, well, it, oh, I, I'm saying okay, that the, the gap between what I liked him in draft season versus where I like him now is wide. It's not that I was like all gung ho about Miles Sanders, but I did like him, and he has just fallen off. Uh, you know, for a number of different different reasons. Does that make sense? Do you follow that yes, logic? Yes, yes, I, I got you, Worm. I, got I thank you, you for allowing like, me the chance. It's kind of like um, warm and fresh Taco Bell versus like four hour old taco bell you're kind of like oh yay versus uh, uh well, well we're gonna have another week of weird uh worm takes i've never been to taco bell not once have i ever eaten oh, it, so are you serious not once i have never once oh had my. any taco bell not a single I item i don't even i don't even know <laughs> when, I, when i was a kid just, i was pretty anti-mexican food and now i do like it more but oh. i've just never got back to the kind of fast food you know man i set up so I'm not, I'm I, not opposed. I, I would try it one day. It's This isn't like a, you know, I'm digging my heels in. I just have not had no, it. No, so. you got to keep it because you got to have it in your, at, back, at in your point, back pocket for never have I ever. Never ever. Yeah. At Taco Bell. There you go. You got to keep <laughs> it in your back pocket. Taco Bell. Never have I ever smelled anything. Yeah, all that's good stuff. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. If you need new <sighs> tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service, and you get a 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have this really cool feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country, so it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated. Tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety. So if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. D-Bro, give me your next must-sit running back. 
well, this poor guy, I don't know how if there's any tread left on these tires because he's not going anywhere, just spinning and just moving in no directions. And that's Rashad White, man. Uh, it, it, it's been a sad sort this season for Rashad White. 19.1 touches per game, not doing much with it, only 73 total yards. And this week, going against the Detroit Lions, keep talking about him, keep telling people this is an elite run defense, fourth lowest explosive run rate, fourth lowest yards of contact per attempt. Rashad White's going to have a really nasty stat line. If he does not get in the end zone this week for you, you're probably going to be disappointed that you played him. Erickson, Rashad White's somebody that you were higher on like early on in the season and, and in draft season. Are you kind of coming around here and agreeing with D, bro? I mean, he's just a he's a volume play. Like he's still a starting running back. Nobody else in the backfield is good enough to supplant him for touches. So yeah, once we see something different out of the bye week, I, I just look he he's better than I think that the situation he's in. Just the Buccaneers can't run block. Like they've been really good in pass blocking this year, but they can't run block. So the saving grace with White is at least he's involved in the passing game. Like we're seeing that, you know increase a little bit and if mike evans isn't playing this game then you could see okay more targets for rashad white and yeah he's touchdown dependent but he's not going to be really be efficient as a rusher and he just really hasn't had you know many lanes to run through so yeah i think he's a low-end rb2 volume play erickson give me your next must sit yep so uh jerome ford uh, i wanted to sell high on him after he became the starting running back for the bear or for the, the browns um just not good vibes coming out of cleveland right now just essentially no deshaun watson i don't really know what is going on with deshaun watson and his shoulder injury uh, it's just you expect him after the bye week to come back and he's not practicing it's like and they said he was medically cleared like two weeks ago so i, I don't really know what's going on there but like the 49ers this is just a bad matchup overall like again for running backs and Jerome ford has been not good <laughs> like basically he's had like one explosive run that he had in the game where nick chubb got hurt and he's basically done nothing since so ranks dead last in rushing success rate this year like would not surprise me at all if we see kareem hunt who's now been with the team longer gets more ramped up in this offense and is more in the game plan opposed to when he was first signed with the team so not confident in the usage for jerome ford hate the matchup not confident in the offense sit easy yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if Deshaun doesn't play, the 49ers could win this game oh. 80 to nothing if they wanted. PJ like Walker season? Oh. This is like, it, it's mm. going to get ugly and that it does not spell good things for Ford, I don't think. Debro, give me your last must-sit running back. Man, first of all, I'm here for Pierre Strong season. Can we get that? I want some Pierre Strong in my life. The one guy I do not want in my life this week, and I, and I know we've talked about him on previous shows, Damian Pierce. This New Orleans run defense is really finding itself this year. Um, coming into the year, we had a lot of questions, retooling guys they picked up in the NFL draft and stuff, but they're, they're really finding their way. Uh, New Orleans is allowing the 10th lowest missed tackle rate in the NFL, second lowest yards per carry to zone runs, which account for 66% of Damian Pierce's rushing production. And we also have to talk about this offensive line is doing him no favors. Like Damian Pierce is breaking a lot of tackles, but it doesn't really matter. 18th in missed tackles force per attempt. When you're behind an offensive line that has the eighth worst yards before contact per attempt, he gets hit in the backfield. He cannot even get ahead of steam before he's he's facing two, three, four tacklers trying to bring him down. And that's what's going to happen again this week. So I got to sit Damian Pierce. Yeah, Pierce is a guy I really liked in draft season. Also, um, just it being optimistic about this offense. And I've been kind of proven right about the offense because CJ Stroud has been amazing 
but it just hasn't really translated to to these high scoring games for Pierce. So I, I think that's really fair. Quickly, Erickson, what, what do you make of Pierce this week? Um, yeah, I don't like the matchup again, but this is why I didn't like drafting Pierce because I hated their schedule to open yeah. year and their offensive line was all hurt. It's rough. But this yeah. is why Pierce, I think, is a buy like in trades because the offensive line is getting healthier and the schedule is going to get easier for the Texans. So he's a guy, even though last week it wasn't super productive, like Devin Singletary is like not eating into his role at all. So if this offense really does start to cook a little bit sooner with some more favorable matchups down the stretch, Damian Pierce is a guy you're going to want to have. So I know he's been disappointing, but I think that the, the outlook rest of the season is going to be better for him. It's, it's the Saints call Erickson, man. Like they're, the, after this week, they get the Panthers, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, and the well, Cardinals. They, they, they do have Ooh, a bye after this week, nice. but then, yeah, that, that Panthers matchup. That is nice. Perfect time to buy after another yeah. bad game against the Saints. Like, Ten oh, this sucks. When it's let's, like, I, I, you should definitely go buy Damian Pierce. Let's do some who who do I start here using our tool. This is free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. You guys can head there, put in your own starter sit questions, up to four players at a time. You can even pick and choose which experts your decision draws from if you have certain guys that you really trust, uh, like Erickson or Bro. So you guys can go use that tool again. That's free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. Erickson, the first one I actually had written down here, Debra already asked you, is Zach Moss or Jonathan Taylor this week? You said you were starting Taylor, so I'll move to my next one for you. And that was Miles Sanders or Amari Demarcado. It's 50-50 in the tool, I will tell you that right now. So kind of what direction are you leaning there? It's Amari for me. <laughs> That's nice. That's, That's a nice. classic bit there. Love it. Uh, and then the last one <laughs> is actually with two of your players head-to-head, Jerome Ford or Zach Moss this week. Erickson? Oh, I thought Debra was... I thought Debra was getting that question. His face was like, oh, "I'm ready to take on this question." You, these so, are your two. These are your two players. Bitter beer, man. I, I mean, why are you making me pick between two evils, man? Like, because come on. it's difficult. So you find the lesser one. It's, find the lesser it's Jerome two. Ford versus Zach Moss. Is that that's what yeah. I'm picking between. Yeah. Oh, gross. I guess I'll just hedge with Zach Moss <laughs> and hope that maybe he just still gets the work. I don't know. I mean, I just want no part of this Browns unit against the 49ers. Debra, since Erickson wants you to answer that one, what do you think, Jerome Ford or Zach Moss? <laughs> I'll go with Moss. I, I I have a lot more faith of the Colts' ability to move the ball this week. Uh, PJ Walker's under center. I don't even know if the Browns get in the red zone this week. Uh, Deeper, I got a couple for you too. Alexander Madison or Brian Robinson this week. Ooh, I'm gonna go B Rob. Okay, yeah, I think that one is is pretty close. And then I think they're back to back in ECR actually. Uh, and then lastly, I'm putting two of yours together. These guys are back to back in the rankings too. Rashad White or Damian Pierce. Oh, oh, moly. Um, give me Damian Pierce. Uh, if we're going to compare run defenses, Detroit is fearsome compared to New Orleans. And New Orleans is no schmo, but Detroit is <laughs> no joke, man. Yeah. All right, let's get to the must wide receivers. Erickson, starting with you. Going to go with a guy that I think a lot of people picked up off the waiver wire a couple weeks ago, and that's Josh Palmer for the Chargers. Um, when you look at the box score, it looks really nice. He led the team in targets. He had eight targets, three catches for 77 yards. But for 59 minutes of that game, <laughs> Josh Palmer did basically nothing on his seven targets. He basically got over like the majority of his yardage on the last play of the game where he caught a 51-yard strike and dime from Justin Herbert to basically close out the game. So don't forget about that. Um, you have Austin Eckler coming back to the offense. That's going to eat into Josh Palmer's target share. You have Quentin Johnston 
potentially taking on a larger role coming off of the bye week. That's going to need to Josh Palmer's target share. And you have, again, a bad matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, allowing the fewest fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this season. Third fewest receiving yards allowed overall to wide receivers. Second lowest catch rate to wide receivers. So, yes, there is no Trayvon Diggs. But at the same time, I would not go chasing the Josh Palmer box score. I know it was a while ago, which is why I bring it up. I want to make sure people are realize what Josh Palmer actually did in week four and not just look at the box score and be like, oh, he got eight targets. Like, this guy's locked and loaded to be a wide receiver three for me this week. Shoot out against Dallas. I, I would not say that's the case whatsoever. So I think that he's somewhat fraudulent, and I want to make sure that people are aware that Josh Palmer's not really set up to smash, as the kids would say, this week. Debra, who's your first must-sit receiver? Uh, this is going to be a guy that a lot of people have been plugging into their lineups and he's outperformed expectations. Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's wide receiver 17 in fantasy. So I get it. If you do not want to sit him, you can't sit him, but you need to temper expectations and sit him if you can, like going against the Los Angeles Rams, these outside corners for the Rams are no joke. Everybody had fun in the off season with all their Rams jokes about how terrible they're going to be. You want to talk about takes that have aged like milk? That's one of them. Their defense has been surprising, especially with the outside cornerback play of Akella Witherspoon and Darion Kendrick. Both of these guys are allowing less than 75 pass ratings in their coverage. You have Los Angeles Rams who are allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers and the second lowest PPR points per target to perimeter wide receivers. So Marquise Hollywood Brown has been running hot. It's going to cool off this week. Deeper, where do you have Hollywood Brown in your rest of season wide receiver rankings? He's actually mm. fairly low in the consensus rest of season rankings. Where do you have him? I have got Mr. Hollywood Brown at wide receiver 34. Um, that might be low, but I, so I it's, think it's actually higher than, than consensus. Consensus is down at 37, which I, okay. I thought wide receiver four maybe seemed a little low given what we've seen this it year. Is, it's low. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he should be in wide receiver three territory, like in the same ballpark and conversation as Jacoby Myers and DeAndre Hopkins is where I, I put him. I think that's reasonable. I, I, I think that's that's a, a more um, you know accurate kind of ranking for him there. Erickson, give me your next must sit guy. Wide receiver, I'm going to sit Amari Cooper. Again, same thing. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson have question marks about his availability. We saw Cooper put up a stinker without Deshaun Watson the last time they played. And Cooper's only had one good game this year. I know his usage has been pretty good. You know, he's top 10 in air yard share. He's getting a decent amount of targets. It's just the production has just been lackluster for Cooper. And I really think it's even his fault, honestly. Like I think Amari Cooper's still like super underrated. And it just doesn't really matter because quarterback play has been so far worse than it was last year with Jacoby Brissett um, or instead of without Jacoby Brissett. And I don't expect things to get better if Watson is playing with a shoulder injury or they have PJ Walker in there. I think that look, Cooper has boomer bust games. It just, this is trending into the bust category for Cooper. So I think instead of trying to plug him back into your lineup after the bye week, I think it just makes sense to just kind of keep him on the bench. Yeah, if Deshaun doesn't play, like there is no almost no receiver you could pit against him that I would not start ahead of Cooper. Like I there is it's this matchup, if it's DTR starting, like <laughs> Well, I mean Cooper hold, hold is the guy though that does somehow be productive when you when you feel so confident benching him, but it's like, look, I'm just gonna yeah. follow the process here and it just says like just try to avoid Amari Cooper, even if he ends up, you know, catching a touchdown. Just and, and he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't they're at home this week, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. But he yeah. only has one top thirty finish this year, so yeah, it's not it's not great. I, I think I think there's a world where 
if DTR is starting, they don't even get 50 yards. In well, they said, like, he's I, not, they I, said I it's going to be Walker. That was start. PJ Walker. Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I was saying DTR because last time. Yes. If it's not Deshaun, I think there's a world where they don't even get 50 or 75 <laughs> yards in that game. Like, they I won't. think that I think if San Fran wanted to, they could put the clamps down. Uh, Debro, give me your next uh, must sit wide receiver. Speaking of clamps, man. A.J. Terrell is going to put the clamps on Terry McLaurin this week. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. A.J. Terrell has been shadowing uh, players and shutting them down. He's followed receivers on 53 to 86% Calvin Ridley of their routes. And with that, no wide receiver in his primary coverage has done anything. No wide receiver in his primary coverage has surpassed 38 receiving yards. So if A.J. Terrell is on Terry McLaurin, Mm-mm. He's not doing anything this week. Got to sit him. What, what's your, been your reaction to McLaurin so far this season, D bro? Because I know there was like some interest in. I mean, like obviously Jahan Dotson has been a huge disappointment mm-hmm. for for where people were drafting him, but McLaurin just like hasn't quite gotten there, despite Sam Howell looking good at times, sh- showing flashes. It's been sad. I think this comes down to Sam Howell. I think that it comes down to Sam Howell not not uh, pushing the ball and not putting the ball up and just asking McLaurin to win. And we've seen when quarterbacks have done that, Taylor Heineke, that Terry McLaurin can do that. But Sam Howell doesn't do that. He takes the path of least resistance. It's, oh, hey, look at Logan Thomas down there. I like you, Logan Thomas. Another good play this week. But with Logan Thomas, are these running backs in the checkdown game? That's really all Sam Howell does, man. Or if wide receivers are running wide open, he'll hit them in stride. But past that, he's not going to throw up 50-50 balls. And... The sad thing is that's hurting Terry McLaurin as well as Terry McLaurin can play this year. Yeah. All right, Erickson, give me your last must-sit receiver. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett here. Um, look, Tyler Lockett, you're always trying to see like the zone versus man splits, the defense he's playing to see if it's going to be a Lockett week or a DK Metcalf week. And I, I mean, I can't find anything that like suggests that this is like a Lockett spot for him against the Bengals. Bengals have been pretty good against receivers this year. Third lowest catch rate allowed, fifth fewest receptions allowed to wide receivers. And Lockett has pretty much done nothing outside of a two touchdown game he had in week two. Like he doesn't have the the most targets on the team. That's Metcalf. And I expect JSN to have a larger role out of the team's bye week. Now his routes increased in week four. JSN also had six targets the last time that the Seahawks played, which tied Lockett for the team lead the last time they played in week four. And the thing that with why I think JSN could have a larger role is because I think that the Seahawks have been using more tight end sets, not because they have more tight ends, but because their offensive line has been injured. Like they've had offensive line issues. So they've been having to run more two tight end tight end sets to help protect Geno Smith. Their offensive line is healthy now because they're coming off their bye week. They're going to get Charles Cross back. They're going to get Abraham Lucas back. So I think that allows them to run more 11 personnel, which I think is what they want to do, but they weren't able to do so because of the injuries. And I think that means more JSN, more Jason on the field means less targets for Tyra Lockett. So again, I know people are low on JSN, but like you got to You got to stash him one more week and see if something changes after the bye week. Cause if nothing changes again, then it's like, okay, this is probably not going to happen this year without an injury, but I want to give it one more week with JSN. So I'm just hesitant on Lockett. Like he's not the worst start. You know, he's still a good receiver to play, but I don't think that this is, oh, you got to jam in your lineup. You didn't, you didn't have to use him last because of a bye week. So if you have better alternatives, I would just play somebody else. Yeah, Debro, you're actually, I, I knew you were higher on Tyler Lockett than Erickson by about 10 spots this week, but I was down looking and, and you're actually also higher on JSN. So are you just expecting a big game from this passing offense? 
Um, I'm actually, I'm going to drop Tower Lockett a little bit of my ranks. Um, Erickson, where do you have Lockett at right now? Um, Six thirty-three. I'm, I'm pretty in line with these. I yeah. mean, look, he's a wide receiver three for me. Like he's not, again, yeah. it's, he's not like, That's Oh my God, be. you started Lockett. Like, what are you doing? Cause he still plays a lot and he can catch a touchdown, but like through a month, he's had one good game and it's like, okay, well, and there are other receivers that get the ball. So I just don't I think it's like a smash JSN. spot. I almost put JSN um, into today's uh, shows because I, I agree with Erickson. I think that this is actually sets up better as a JSN breakout game than it does a Tower Lockett game this week. So I agree. I'm going to bump a uh, drop Tower Lockett into that wide receiver three range. Like I've got him. I'm going to put him probably wide receiver 30. Mm, wide receiver 35 this week so low end and i might actually flip the flip locket and jsn the ranks d bro give me your last must sit receiver it's got to be deandre hopkins man going against the baltimore ravens they've allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers marlon humphrey's back and i know he didn't play good but again first game back you know kicking off the rust but between him and brandon stevens brandon stevens has been fantastic this year 78 passer rating in his coverage deandre hopkins we're looking at okay he's coming off a good game but look at the secondary where he had that massive game against this is not that secondary baltimore is playing really really good pass defense you got to sit deandre hopkins yeah and and to your point on humphrey he was actually not it was that one broken play that pick and score yeah. to get the game winner yep. but it's not like he was getting burned right and left you know throughout the oh, game agreed. so i mean agreed. he's obviously really good and like you said another week healthier but like now. mid-season marlon humphrey doesn't get that that, that yeah. play doesn't oh, happen for, yeah for sure for sure does not happen for sure you're, you're, you're telling me um <laughs> <laughs> eric said let's do some who do i'm I stroking the ego of the ravens fan yes, baby yes, that's what i'm you. here to do thank you uh let's do some who, who should i start here uh erickson josh palmer or kj osborne this week kj osborne um i think that i like osborne a lot more than the consensus does i think that people just kind of look at him as like oh jag jag like he's josh palmer 2.0 but you know i watched him a lot this uh off season for some I was just kind of like reviewing some tape on KJ Osborne specifically. And he's really good after the catch. Like I think that he can make a lot of plays after the catch. And when you look at this bears defense, they can't tackle like they are horrible at wrapping up, making tackles. So I think Osborne is going to surprise some people this week. You know, I think that people are kind of viewing him as like, Oh, like whatever I want Jordan Addison. But I think that KJ Osborne could, could surprise and they have a really effective game. So this next one, I know the direction you're going. I know Debro is going to agree. I fully agree. But this is like 50-50 amongst the experts, and they're back-to-back in the rankings. So I just wanted to bring this up to highlight how much I disagree with it. Amari Cooper or Zay Flowers this week? Zay Flowers? Yes. What? That's close? It's, Dude, it's why, why are people close. Why are people questioning Zay Flowers? All he does is get targets. The, no. the, the expert consent. People are – I think it's more that people are still believing in Cooper for some reason that I don't yeah. understand. But – that is, they are back to back in the expert consensus rankings yeah, in half PPR as of the time we're recording this, uh, and about fifty fifty split on who who the experts would start. Let's so. put some respect on Zay's name. I've got him at wide receiver fourteen. I've got Cooper at wide receiver. Oh, it's it's taking me a second. I got to look down. I here. mean, I think uh, it's wide receiver thirty six. Probably just people catching up to the the injury because if Watson's actually ruled out, I think we're gonna see a stark difference. Yeah, 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 that's gonna that's gonna yeah, get updated probably. as we move through closer um, to Sunday. And then last one here. This is this is fifty fifty exactly in our who do I start tool? Tyler Lockett or Gabe Davis Erickson? Um, Ooh. I'm just gonna ride 
the heater that Gabe Davis is on. Like, is he going to catch touchdowns mm-hmm. every week? Like, probably not. But at this point, like, why why bet against it? You know, we have McCaffrey could score 17 touchdowns in a row. Why can't Gabe Davis? And they're playing the Giants. Yeah, that's a great matchup. So just play Gabe. All yeah. I heard was uh, Erickson's <laughs> going to bet the the Gabe Davis at any time touchdown weekly now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Debra, we'll go quickly through yours here. Marquise Brown or Christian Kirk, also 50-50. Kirk. Kirk. Terry McLaurin or Drake London? Ew. I feel like I've asked this exact question like three times. It's oh, always yeah. McLaurin or go London. Drake London, man. Come on. I'm going to go London. Yeah. I'm going to go London. Uh, and then lastly, this one, also 50-50, DeAndre Hopkins or Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. All right, let's go to the quarterback, tight end, defense, special team segment. We are going to group these guys together. Erickson, give me your QB, tight end, and DST. Yep, so I'm going to sit Sam Howell. Again, I told you guys to sit CJ Stroud last week. He was amazing until he played the Falcons. And that's who Sam Howell's playing this week. So I don't want to I don't want to take a part of this Falcons defense. I think they're legit. So I'm sitting Sam Howell, the sack machine himself. I'm going to sit Chigakonkwo at tight end. Look, Ravens are allowing the third fewest receiving yards to tight ends this season. Akonkwo got to 33 yards last week with a minute remaining in the fourth quarter before his last eight yard catch. He was sitting on four catches for 25 yards. (laughs) So despite the fact that he's like saw some targets last week, I think it's fraudulent. Don't go chasing uh, waterfalls or Chigakonkwo against the Ravens. And lastly, I'm going to sit the saints DST again, coming off a big, a big week against the Patriots, uh, Patriots offense, Saint or uh, the Texans, man, CJ Stroud doesn't get sacked doesn't throw picks like this is not a dst smash spot for the saints on the road against the texans um i like the texans a lot in this matchup so i'm going to be betting against the saints here and uh, i'm going to sit their dst I'm glad you said it, Erickson, because I think that's the third time one of you guys has said don't go chasing this show. And every time I wanted to follow up with waterfalls. So <laughs> anytime I'm, that we can work in a TLC <laughs> reference, it has to be done. Man. I'm, I'm glad some, be. somebody said it. Uh, Erickson, Finally, a good worm take about something related to pop culture. I mean, he was, I mean the, we're due. He was due to we're regress due. to the mean. So I, was, I, I, we're due. I will be honest. I couldn't have told you who sang that song, but. Like, it, I guess it's TLC. Oh, never but. mind. Never mind. Never mind. We're right back on the same <laughs> sauce. Never mind. Uh, that lasted, what, 10 seconds, Worm? You music music is a blind it? spot. I'm actually, like, pretty decent at oh. movie trivia and, like, obviously sports stuff. M- music, knowledge is a... Like, I your like Shrek music, takes, obviously. Your Shrek I, takes say I you're not it. decent That's at movie opinion, trivia. Though. That's not, like, knowledge. Mm. I just have no no music knowledge really at all. I just enjoy music, but I Jeez. don't uh, I don't know much about it. Erickson, quickly, Sam Howell or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. All right, Debro, give me your QB tight end and defense. Well, I'm going to sit the stack here. I sit Josh Dobbs. Uh, talked about how good Los Angeles pass defense. That's going to bleed over to Josh Dobbs. 11th lowest pa- yards per attempt allowed. 8th lowest pass rating. Not going to play him. And unless he runs, he's not going to pay off in fantasy. The next guy I got to bring up here, and we've, we've talked about it. We've poo-pooed this offense. So I'm just going to add on top of this. David Njoku cannot play him. And and I do need to sit here and give David and Joku some some praise here though. Have y'all seen the picture that's floating yes. around social media of like yes. how horrible those burns were? The fact that that man went out and and supported his teammates, played the game. I I do not want to play him in fantasy, but we absolutely need to give him respect and credence put on his name for going out there and putting and and, and getting through it 
and playing last week. So I do not want to play him in fantasy, but all the props to David and Joku in real life, man. Uh, but this matchup's terrible. Um, eighth fewest fantasy points per game allowed to tight end. Sixth lowest receiving yards allowed. So not playing David and Joku. And I'm going to sit the Cleveland Browns defense on top of this. And I, and I understand if people want to play them, they have been a very, very good defense, but this 49ers offense is set up perfectly to defeat what the Browns do. They have the second highest rate of man coverage. We just saw them demolish the Dallas Cowboys man coverage with a large dose of Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. That's going to happen again this week. How, how not imagine telling like, us in August that we would get to the point where we have to list Josh Dobbs as a sit, like telling people not True. to start him. What a, what a journey. It's he's been had some good weeks. weeks though, man, oh, like for two sure. games where he's been top 12. It's like, warranted. It's warranted. It is. Um, I'll ask you a similar question that I asked Erickson, Josh Dobbs or Baker Mayfield. Baker. All right. Uh, that will do it for us in the must sit show for Debro and Erickson. I am Ryan Wormley. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.